uh, continuing the series today, our mission, our purpose. And the main focus and the main reason for this series uh, is to identify why we're here and what are we supposed to be doing. And while Jesus was on the earth, he there was a lot of social and political uprest, un, uh, upheaval as we are experiencing today. But in spite of all of that, he was never ever distracted about why he was here, his mission and his purpose. And this series has helped us stay focused and not get caught up in all the drama. Yes, we care what happens, but we do not want to be distracted about our purpose and our mission. And I want to continue today, and I would like you to turn with me to Mark, in the book of Mark chapter 2, verses 1 through 12. Because we need to understand the context, we need to get the context and understand how Jesus' mission and purpose was being fulfilled. So I'm going to start reading from chapter 1, from verse 1 and chapter 2. And again he entered Capernaum after some days, and it was heard that he was in the house. Immediately, many gathered together, so that there was no longer room to receive them, not even near the door. And he preached the word to them. Then they, they came to him, bringing a paralytic who was carried by four men. And when they could not come near him because of the crowd, they uncovered the roof where he was. So when they had broken through, they let down the bed on which the paralytic was lying. Verse 5, when Jesus saw their faith, he said to the paralytic, Son, your sins are forgiven you. And some of the scribes were sitting there and reasoning in their hearts. Why does this man speak blasphemies like this? Who can forgive sin but God alone? But immediately when Jesus perceived in his spirit that they reasoned thus within themselves, he said to them, Why do you reason about these things in your heart? Which is easier to say to the paralytic, Your sins are forgiven you, or to say, Arise, take up your bed and walk. But that you may know that the Son of Man has power on earth to forgive sins, he said to the paralytic, I say to you, Arise, take up your bed and go home. Immediately, he arose, took up his bed, and went out in the presence of them all, so that they all were amazed and glorified God, saying, We never saw anything like this. Okay, I'm going to stop there. I'm not going to focus too much on everything in here. There are just specific things about Jesus' mission I want to focus on here. Because there are different messages that, that can be preached from this. But I want to focus on his mission. And as I read, and as you would see, as I read what was spoken about him in Isaiah, when I get later in it, you will see exactly what was said about him is what he was doing. He wasn't distracted. He was always on point about his mission. All right. So it says here, I'm going back to the top in verse 1. It says here, Jesus was in the house. It doesn't matter what house it was. It was a house in Capernaum. He was in the house. 
The scribes were in the house, people were in the house. The house was full. Then people were outside. They were at the windows, they were at the doors, crowding any entryway where they could hear what he had to say. So Jesus was preaching the word of God, which was his mission because the spirit of the Lord is upon me. He has anointed me to preach the good news to the poor. So he was about his mission. He was preaching the good news. Okay, so while that was happening, four men now bring in their paralytic friend to Jesus because they heard that he was in, he was in the area and then they knew he was at his house. So they took it upon themselves to bring their paralytic friend to Jesus. And the reason why they did that is because they knew that Jesus could do something about their paralytic friend's condition. No one is going to carry a, a person who is this sick, can't help themselves, bring them all the way carrying him if they weren't expecting a result. So they brought their friend and they realized that the entryways, the doorways crowded. They couldn't get through the crowd to get to Jesus. So what did they do? They weren't taking no for an answer. So they went up to the roof, removed the covering and let this person down in the in the end in the in inside the house where Jesus was uh, teaching, so they took apart the roof and let this person down. So this is where I'm going to pick up here now. It says here in verse five, Jesus saw their faith. He and said to the paralytic. He saw their faith, but he spoke to the paralytic. So he's directing his attention now to the person who had the need. And he said, son, your sins are forgiven you. Now when I read this, the word son stood right out at me. Son, your sins are forgiven you. Now wait a minute. Jesus is about 30 years old or 31 or something like that. I don't know how old this paralytic person was. But he said, son... Your sins have been forgiven you. That is a very interesting statement. I'm not going to go too much into that. But what Jesus said, son, understand what was happening there. Jesus said, I only do what the father shows me. What he shows me, I do in like manner. And what he tells me, that's what I say. So the father is operating now. Through the Son, by the Spirit. So the Father now is speaking through the Son and He said, Son, your sins are forgiven you. That's why He said Son. Because it's the Father speaking through Christ to this person who have a need. Okay, so some of the scribes, as it said in verse 6, they were sitting there reasoning in their hearts. How who do he think he is to say to this paralytic person that your sins are forgiven you? The only person who could forgive sins is God. You think you are God? How can you tell this person that your sins are forgiven you? That's what they were thinking. They didn't say it. So Jesus perceived by the Spirit, this is what they were thinking. And he said, why do you reason about this stuff in your heart? Which is easier to say to the paralytic? 
your sins are forgiven you or to say arise take up your bed and walk but that you may know that the son of man now this is interesting he says son of man has power on earth or authority that on earth to forgive sins he said to the paralytic man I say to you arise take up your bed and go home very interesting Jesus when he said in verse 9 and in verse 10, he said, the son of man, when he said the son of man, he was identifying with his humanity because he was a son of man. He came, he was born through Mary. So he's a son of man. So he's, he's just identifying his, about it with his humanity. He was also the son of God because God was his father. So he is also identifying with his divinity. Because the Son and the Father are one. The Father is expressing himself, speaking to this paralytic man through the Son. So when Jesus said the Son of Man, he's not wrong because he's God in the flesh. He is born of Mary. But he's also the Son of God, identifying with his divinity. So there are two things happening here simultaneously. God in the flesh and the Father expressing himself through the Son. That's what it means, God in the flesh. So Jesus was God in the flesh and had the authority to forgive sins. Where did he get the authority from? From the Father. From the Father because he's doing nothing except what the Father has given him authority to do. To forgive sins. So what he's doing is in line with his mission because he said back in, in, in um, the book of Isaiah, he said, the spirit of, of the Lord is appoint me. He has sent me to announce release, to pardon, to forgive sins to the captives. He sent me to pardon the captives, to proclaim forgiveness to people who are bound, to set free those who are oppressed. So let's let's just say cut to the chase. This person, this paralytic person was bound, held captive, and was also oppressed in the condition. That was, you can't say that was a, a freeing condition. A paralytic means you can't walk, you can't use any, you can't use your limbs, you're paralyzed. You can't use your hands, you can't use, you're nothing, you are paralyzed. So this person was bound in their paralysis. So Jesus was saying, I have the authority to forgive sins. Why? Because I'm the son of man, but also I'm the son of God. And the father has given me that authority. So I'm only doing what I have the authority to do because the father has anointed me to do this. He has given me the authority to do this. Now the scribes, they didn't understand that. So it was the father, as I said, in him doing the works. The Father was expressing Himself through the Son. Now as the Son of Man, He said to the paralytic, take up your bed and go home. He did that because He was showing that it didn't matter if He was the Son of Man or the Son of God. He has authority. The authority He has came from the Father. It didn't matter. So He said to the to the the paralytic, take up your bed and go home. That is the same thing as saying, 
You have been forgiven of your sins. You, I have released you from this captivity that you are in. When this man was released, whatever was ailing this man, he was released of it. Okay? So Jesus was fulfilling his mission. Remember what was written about him. It says, I was sent to announce release, pardon, forgiveness to the captives. This applies to this man. This man was bound. And you will see why he was bound. Because Jesus said, Son, your sins have been forgiven you. He was in this condition because of sin. Or sins. And when Jesus, by his authority, forgave him of his sins, the man was released from this burden. And he was able to pick up his bed and walk out of there. Now imagine the, 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 the drama, the turmoil, the excitement. They brought in this paralytic man and who couldn't walk, who couldn't do a thing for himself. And he just picked up that same bedroll and walked right out of there. So you know that glorified God. But what was happening here? Jesus was just fulfilling his mission. He said, I came to set the captives free. To set free those who are oppressed. And also, that freedom, that person received and experienced what? They experienced the favor of God that day. Because another place in the scripture where Jesus spoke about him, he said, he said about this, he came to proclaim the favorable year of the Lord. What does that mean? The day when salvation and the favor of God abound greatly. This person who was paralytic experienced the salvation and the favor of God. What did this person do to deserve it? Absolutely nothing. It was the mercy and the compassion of God that was extended to this person. That they were set free from their condition and they were forgiven of their sins. What, what does it say about our mission? What does it say about what we ought to be doing? Well, we ought to be doing what Jesus did, right? Let me qualify. After Jesus resurrected from the dead, he said something very interesting to his disciples. John chapter 20 verse 23. When Jesus was about to ascend to the Father, he said something very interesting to them. He said, If you forgive the sins of any, they are forgiven them. <laughs> if you retain the sins of any, they are retained. Do you hear what he said to them? If you forgive the sins of any, they are forgiven. So what does that tell me? That tells me that he has given them the authority to forgive sins. However, we have to qualify this. If we are in Christ, and all of us here I believe love Jesus, right? We can forgive sins against us. And also, we share the good news as Jesus was sharing the good news of, you know, we share the good news of Jesus so that People's sins can be forgiven. Because when people hear the good news of Christ, 
that they don't have to be held captive by sin and they believe on him, their sins are forgiven. They are totally washed clean of their sins. And if they continue walking in Christ and they sin, it's not that we do it purposefully, it happens. It says we have an advocate. We can go before Christ and repent of our sins and be forgiven of that sin or whatever sin. So that is, that's always happening. That's why when Jesus went on the cross, he paid that price once. So that every time we go, we can, and, and repent of our sins, we can be perpetually cleansed of our sins. Now, let me qualify this forgiving of sins. When people sin against us, we have the power, the authority to forgive that person of the sin. That's why Jesus says, forgive those who spitefully use you. We have the power to forgive and release people of that sin. I'm not talking about unknown sin. Because some people might have done something and they didn't even know they did something against you. I'm talking about known sin. Because there are people who know they do something to you. And if they come to you and they ask you to forgive, you have the power to release that person of that burden. And if you are in Christ, you will release that person of that burden and forgive them. So they don't have to carry that weight. That's our mission. If people sin against us or hurt us unknowingly, we should pray for them and we should forgive them. Because if we hold on to it, who is the one going to pay for it? Not that person, because that person didn't even know they did anything to you. They're not carrying a burden. You are the one who is carrying a burden because you're not, you're not willing to release it. And you will be held captive. Because you're not willing to release that burden. But who's carrying the burden? You are carrying the burden. Why are you carrying the burden? Against something someone did to you. And they're not even carrying that burden. Because they didn't even, they don't, did not even know they did something to you. You see the folly of holding on to, to unforgiveness? You put yourself in a box, in a trap. And it prevents you from living a life of liberty, of freedom, and that you can live in Christ because you are holding on to stuff. So when you forgive people of known sin, you are releasing that person. And that is what Jesus did with this person here, this paralytic, and other examples in the Bible when Jesus forgave people of their sins. He was, listen, carrying a burden, a burden of sin, is not easy, an easy burden to carry. It affects your life. It really affects your life. I am telling you. It affects your life. But once you have been released from it, my God, it's like a weight that's real, that's off your shoulders. A weight off your mind, off your heart, off your spirit. You can live free. And you can love freely. Why? Because you're not, you're not inhibited by that burden. Forgiven people of sins that have them in a certain condition. People you don't know of. This is different now. And let me give you an example. In Jesus' scenario, the father was working through him, 
directing him on how to deal with this person's infirmity. Jesus knew by the Spirit. I'm just giving you a little background here so you understand what was happening. Jesus knew by the Spirit why this person was in the condition they are. It's because of sins. Why do people have certain things happening to their, in their life? It's because of unforgiveness. Because of sin, things they do. Sin has a way of affecting you physically. It affects you emotionally and that translate into a physical manifestation. Sometimes you go to the doctor and it's like, what's wrong with me? There's nothing wrong with you. They can't find anything, perform all the tests and can't find nothing wrong with you. But there is something wrong with you. What is wrong with you? It's a spirit, something in your spirit that's weighing you down. And sometimes you can't put a, a finger on what it is. With this paralytic man, he couldn't do anything about his condition. I don't even know if this paralytic man could have even spoken or said anything to Jesus. But sometimes in people's condition, they can't do anything for themselves. So God in his grace and his mercy, he releases them from the burden. Let me give you a real life example that happened to me. I had a dream about a neighbor who was dying. And in the dream, the Lord was showing me that I need to go and pray for this person. Because the person's condition, this person was dying from cancer. And the person was going through whatever they were going through. They couldn't speak. They were, things were just weren't right with them. So the Lord gave me a dream that I need to go and pray for this person. So what I did, of course, I'm nervous. I'm saying, Lord, really, is this what I really have to do? So when the Lord gives you a dream and you know it's something you have to do, you better get the guts and go and do it. So I mustered up the courage and I called the neighbor and I said, and I said, I didn't say what I, I didn't say anything about your dream. I just said, is there any, can I come and pray with your dad? Has anyone come and pray with your, with your father? The person said, no. They said, please come over and, and pray with my dad. So I, I didn't know how I was going to pray. I was just saying, Lord, you gave me the dream. When I get there, you will, you will lead me how to pray. So I went over there. I saw the condition. This person was in no condition. Couldn't eat. Was just bringing stuff up. Was drooling. Couldn't do anything. I, I could see that this person was going to die. But the Lord sent me here, there, for a reason. So when I started praying, the Lord directed me to pray that that person's sin would be really forgiven. Mm. And that's how I prayed. Because the person wasn't in the condition to confess any sin or to do anything. They were, the person was totally helpless. So I prayed that the sins, I prayed that their sins would be forgiven. The Lord used me to speak forgiveness, to release that person of their sin. That's how the Lord directed me to pray, and that's how I prayed. 
when I left, then I left, you know, I spent a little, a few minutes and, you know, I prayed and I spent a few minutes. The next day, they called me and said, thank you for coming. My father passed away and he went, he was in such peace when he died. I want to thank you for coming and praying for him. So what that tells me, the Lord, this is, this is the mercy and the compassion and the love of God. You're in a condition you cannot do anything for yourself. The Lord will send somebody in your last moment under your deathbed to set you free so that you don't have to go to hell. That is the mercy of God. That is the love of God. But you see, I have to do my part. And listen, if I didn't do my part, I don't know what would have happened, but that would have been weighed heavily on my heart. But I was just glad that I mustered up the courage because when God leads you, you don't have to be fearful. But that was a, a scenario just like this paralytic. This paralytic couldn't do anything about his condition. And when I was reading this story, it, the Lord brought, it brought to my remembrance that, that situation that I was in. And the Lord was showing me there are some instances where people cannot do anything about their condition. And this is where he would send someone. And in this case, Jesus was there. They brought this man to Jesus because they knew he could do some, something about the condition of this man. And Jesus prayed that his sins were forgiven. And that released that person from that burden. And they were free. They were set free. This is the same thing. The Lord didn't send me there to heal him. He sent me there so that that man can transition peacefully from death to life. Because I don't know what would have happened. Because the man was on his deathbed. So that's it. To set him free. So this is it. Sometimes you can't just go around and just laying hands on people and say, your sins are forgiven and your sins are forgiven. I forgive you of your sins. No, you have to be led. Sometimes you have to be led. But what you have the power to do is forgive people who have hurt you. You have that power to forgive them of their sins. You have the power. You have the authority to do it. So Jesus said, whoever sins you forgive, it is forgiven. You have the power to set people free from that burden that they're carrying for what they might have done to you or what they have done to you. Amen. Alright, so our mission as Jesus' mission is to release people from the burden and the bondage of sin. And it is done by faith through the Spirit. So Jesus was always about his mission and the Father's business. Always, always, never distracted. What he did and said reveal who he was. Similarly, what we do and say reveals who we are. Whether we are Christ or not. We can't be hypocrites. You can't be giving people a hard time and then want to share the good news of Christ. They won't, you won't have their air. Because they see the hypocrisy in us. I'm not saying we are hypocrites here. I'm saying we must be transparent. 
And we must live a life that's transparent, that's honest, and be trustworthy. So when we have the air of people, we can share the good news and they'll be willing to listen. If people are not willing to listen to you, you cannot, they cannot receive what you have to say. Same thing in this situation. Why do you think the people crowded the house? Because they wanted to hear what Jesus had to say. <laughs> That's why they crowded the house. That's why no one could have gotten in. That's why it was so packed. They wanted to hear what he had to say. Why? Because Jesus never walked in judgment to anyone. He was just being the light. He was just allowing the Father to express himself through him. And that's how we ought to walk. Amen. So we have to forgive people who hurt us and sin against us. If we are still holding on to stuff, we are in trouble. Even though Jesus said in John 5, 23, if you forgive, it's forgiven. If you hold on to it, it's not, it's not forgiven. We better release people and don't hold, not hold on to sin. Because what the Bible says, what you sow, you would reap. Because we are not on top of our game all the time. There are times we're going to sin. And if you don't forgive people and you come before the Lord asking for forgiveness, guess what he's going to bring to your mind? Excuse me, you didn't forgive that person. Now you're coming to me to ask for forgiveness? Why don't you go and release that person, then come to me and I will release you. We better get and be in the forgiving business. Don't hold on to that stuff. Let it go. We have the authority to release people from their sin. But know this, when we don't forgive, we put ourselves in bondage. And Jesus came to set the captives free. Why are you allowing yourself to be put in bondage when Jesus came to set you free? You, you heard what I said. Why are we allowing ourselves to be put in bondage? Because Jesus didn't put, come to put us in bondage. He came to set us free. We put ourselves in bondage when we do not want to forgive, when we don't forgive. Okay? Alright, I'm going to stop there. I, I really, really hope you, you receive something today that you can take and apply to your life. You know, look, read, go reread the scriptures, meditate on it, and the Lord will show you the truth. Alright, so I thank you for joining. I thank you for listening. And I really hope you receive something today in Jesus' name.